This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the all-new podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, shares her view of pop culture, small-town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom hits the technology beat with a review of Apple's big iPhone event while my wife uh, arranges noisy packages in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Do what you need to do. Uh, The perils of a shared office. Ah, the the, the foibles (laughs) of it all, huh? Let's bring Mom in now. Mom, are you there? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty organized this week, huh? We're doing we're, good. We're, we're off to a good start. <laughs> I believe the word is auspicious. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Anna has now, update to the listeners, Anna has now left the basement where I record the podcast, and she oh. is not happy with me. <laughs> so, thanks, Well, you'll Mom. have to make that up to her. <laughs> he will. Um, hey, we have the uh, readers clamoring for some updates. Um in, in particular, uh, I have a tweet here from Margot Note, maybe Margot Note, but I hope it's Margot Note because that is a fun name. Uh, and Margot asks, I'd like an update on the mysterious mound of dirt in the backyard, please. So uh, l- let's recap the mound of dirt story thus far, if we can, in brief fashion. A couple of weeks ago, I looked out the back window. There was a big mound of dirt. Mm-hmm. Like almost a foot high. And I could not imagine what was going on. Now, we have groundhogs that I love, and they give birth every year, um, and I do love them. But this was, you know, new. This was something that had not been seen before. And eventually, while looking out one day, I finally saw a little red squirrel or a chipmunk. Mm-hmm come out of the hole and stand on top of the pile of earth. And so that's what caused it. A chipmunk. A chipmunk. Wow. And apparently they burrow in the ground. I don't know why. That doesn't seem very safe. And in, in the following weeks, you know, I would go out almost every day and kick sand back over his hole and cram it in and, thinking, surely he's going to get tired of this. You know, I'm thinking, like, wouldn't Chip and Dale be pretty damn irritated by this? And I'm expecting him to follow suit, you know, the perfect Disney cartoon. Well, apparently he could care less because he just digs it out every day. Well, he's got nothing better to do. You know, Chip and Dale, as fictional characters, have fun adventures to attend to. But this chipmunk's got nothing better to do than dig that hole. Nothing. Nothing. However, uh, and and despite even a visit, a long visit from a hawk twice, still he persists. <laughs> Except that now he has dug two more holes that I have found. So apparently he's just, you know, going to come in and just take over the whole backyard. Although why he needs the whole backyard, I don't know. I just don't even understand it. So uh, there are additional holes, but are there additional yeah. mounds as well? No, just holes. Well, then I think Margot's description is of the mound of dirt as mysterious uh, is only more appropriate. Where is all the dirt going? Well, maybe they all connect underground. Oh, that, that's a good point, isn't it? 
And then, and then when we were out there a couple of weeks ago, there was a snake out there, not there on the side of the house. So I don't know. We may just have to sell this place and. Oh, please. You know. Oh, please. I don't, I don't want to hear you talking about snakes. Why? You know, well, you know my history with snakes at that house. Oh, don't I? Have we ever told that story? I don't think I so. Think... Not on the podcast, no. no. Well, we had a schedule. We had a tight schedule around here. It was outside to play for a couple hours in the morning, lunch, nap, back outside to play, run off the energy, right. dinner. And this is so when I were... was about 17 years old. How old was I really? Uh, you were probably three. Okay. Four, maybe. Mm -hmm. Three or four. Little. But you came in the house one day and you had seen a snake outside and that was it for you. And you were not going to go outside. And I tried to, you know, let's go out and ride this toy or that toy or let's go out and do this. Nope, nope, nope. You weren't leaving the house. You were not leaving the house. And finally, finally... I said to you, I will give you this whole candy bar, but you have to eat it outside. You have to eat it outside. And you thought about it, and you weighed the odds, and in the end, the Milky Way or whatever it was <laughs> won out. And you went down the stairs to go to the door, and you opened the door, and the damn snake was sunning itself right on the stoop right on the stoop and you slam the back door the door shut and you got to eat the candy bar anyway, anyway. <laughs> because how could you not how could, i mean oh it was the most i mean the timing of it all was just too much snakes i hate snakes I know there's lots of people out there that love them, but I think they're disgusting. I hate the way they move, and I I hate the way they think. I hate them. <laughs> how, do, how do you know how they think? Because I know. They're just thinking, oh, I can't wait to scare her. And then I'm, even, if, even if you just look at them, you can tell just the way they move that they're <laughs> they're thinking oh i hope somebody sees how evil this looks i know i know that's what they're thinking i, I just think the snake's them. just thinking i'm a snake i'm a snake <laughs> that's what a horse thinks <laughs> well, that's, people are gonna think you're insane that's a little inside joke i always used to say that the only thing a horse ever thinks is i'm a horse <laughs> it's it's funnier if you were there Oh, my God. So there was a snake out there. And then yesterday, listen to this. Yesterday, there was a coyote in the yard. Oh, wow. So all these little things that eat little animals, all these wonderful things, and they're all leaving the yard empty-handed. Right. Wow. I didn't expect that the top of show would turn into Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom here. I know. Just call me Marlon Perkins. <laughs> I would, but I think you and two, you and I would be the only two people on earth who know who that is. <laughs> you think? Oh, no, no, on. I'm sure there's people who remember Marlon Perkins. I hope so. Um, so that is really the nature update. We've had the hawk. We've had the coyote. A, fo a fox one day was here playing with one of the groundhogs. So I don't really know what's going on out in that yard. It's pretty... It's pretty active, and I don't understand very much of it at all. 
Did you ever hear that popular song out of Norway a couple of years ago, What Does the Fox Say? Yes. I've been wondering ever since then. Doesn't the song resolve that? No, it has a couple different theories, but it doesn't resolve it. Well, I can't help you. I've never even heard what a fox does. Well, that's, that's why it's such a mystery, Mom. That's why they made a whole song about how perplexing this is. Well, we're not going to solve it here, so why are we wasting our time? Uh, hey, I got a couple quick follow-ups I just wanted to share with you. First of all, I already told you this, but I wanted to say it on the air. I finished okay. Convenience Store Woman, and that's just one of my favorite books. I can't thank you I, enough I, for recommending this. Well, I'm really glad that you liked it. I'm, I'm so surprised. Um, and I think you'll like what I'm, this one that I just finished, but for a very different reason. Huh, okay, so we'll get to that at the end of the show. That's your recommendation yeah. for this week, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, little tease there. And um, Tara's house, I have to say, heated up toward the. I mean, I, it heats up throughout the season. But Anna and I just finished the uh, end of the season that you and I watched. We're watching together. Uh, yeah. The, for the podcast, and uh, it gets uh, there's a, quite an exciting twist at the end. Not a manufactured really? twist, but. Um, let me put it this way. It is revealed that a couple of the contestants have deceived the viewing audience and ah, the Terrace House production. Really? Yes, there's a bit of there's a bit of scandal. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth plowing through all 4,800 episodes or however many there are in that uh, in that season. But uh, it, it got pretty exciting. And then we moved on to the next season of the show, also on Netflix, which is Terrace House Aloha State. And it's awful. Oh, really? It's really, they just, it's six zeros. Couldn't be a more boring bunch of people. Oh, jeez. Finally, one of them just left, so we're hoping that some new blood will uh, restore some vigor to this show. But we have, yeah. and uh, it's turned into hate watching because we really dislike um, each of the cast members for a different reason. Oh, you really dislike them. Then yes. it isn't just boring, you dislike them. It's, yeah, we just like them because they're so boring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Mom, I need, uh, before we move on to the review, I need a little help navigating a social situation um, that you already know something about, but I'll recap it for the listeners. Yeah, please do, because I think this is not an uncommon thing that happens. Uh, probably not, but I met this uh, guy at a parents get-together at Leo, my two-year-old's school. And when I say school, it's a it's a daycare where they have them learn stuff. You know, it's not school. I'm not sending school, my, right. It's, it's quote unquote school. So I meet this fellow dad and we have a nice chat and he says, oh, well, uh, let's get in touch. We don't even get to exchange numbers, but he leaves a note for me at the front desk the next day when he takes his kid. And it's it's nice. It's, it feels like I've met someone, potentially a new friend. We meet up at the yeah. playground a couple of times with our kids, seem to have a nice chat. He seems awfully laid back, um, bordering on aloof, but I like his energy, so I think. Mm. And then we finally go out, have a drink one night, and it's the longest two hours of my life. Uh, he, um, We have nothing in common, and he really doesn't make much effort to learn anything about me. Mm. So I basically listening, he talked about this bike trip for the better part of an hour, I just don't have any uh, potentially interesting, but just mostly boasting about his accomplishments. Um, right. I saw I was chatting with a friend of Anna's a couple of days later um, when she came over, brought her boy over for a play date. 
and I was talking to her about this, and she said, oh, you had a bad date. Um, she wasn't that sympathetic, but made wow. it clear that this is something that uh, this is uh, something women have to deal with quite a lot. And finally, it has happened to me. Yes, I had an evening with a um, boring man. Mm. The problem is, is that he's continued to text me and wanting to get together. And we've yeah. pa crossed paths a, a couple times since then. But I think it's becoming increasingly clear to him that I don't really want to hang out. I yeah. I feel yeah. like he wants a friend and that he doesn't I don't see why he would want to be friends with me, you know? I just think well, I Well, you don't because you you don't you're inside you and you don't realize what you put out there which was ears that are listening to his 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 boring story that you're too polite to say, "Holy crap. Well, I guess this didn't work out for you either, huh? Goodbye." <laughs> Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I wasn't that polite, I'll tell you, but I was polite enough not to brush him off, and now I'm just stuck, and I have to think of this ornate response to each. I get a text about once a week, and it's like, hey, you got plans for, you know, whatever day, and... <sighs> I see, just... this is the problem in itself. He's not get, he's not getting your social cue in that... No. He, you know, yeah, you get it. He's not getting your social cue... Um, I have a friend like this that is very difficult to deal with because the same she tells the same stories over and over again and always says, did I tell you this before? Yes, about 42 times. I mean, in fact, let me recite it because I yeah. can do it almost better than you, than you can. And so it's very awkward, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure how you put the nail in the in the, the last nail in the coffin with somebody that does not respond to social cues yeah that's the that's the problem and the other problem is if i were never going to see him again then i would just say you know i didn't have a great time i don't know that we have a lot in common i wish you all mm. the best bye right 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 but you know when there's another parent barbecue or ice cream social or whatever thing they right. put together I'm going to see him again. And yeah. he, at the last parent get-together, he just made a beeline over to me. And um, and how did you handle it? Well, I just chatted with him for a little while. And then um, I got chatting with another guy who I had a lot more in common with because it turned out he was a freelance uh, game critic until a couple of years ago. He got into... Um, a more reliable line of work. But so we immediately started talking about games in the industry and we immediately had something in common. And then he right. came back over and right. um, tried to get back into the conversation, but couldn't really, because again, uh -huh. I had something in common with the game critic dude. I just don't have anything in common with, with this guy. And he's, he doesn't have the social tools to, I don't know. I think it's been a little while since I got a text, like a week and a half, and I think maybe the message has has been sent, but I, I feel bad. I, I know. I know you do. I know you feel bad. But it's, you know, it's either that or be a martyr, and nobody likes a martyr. Well, but I would, you know, a few years ago, I would do that. You know, I would just play out the string and have this kind of okay friendship, I, I guess, but my time's too limited now. Time, right. And too valuable. Time, energy more. Like, I just right. don't have the energy to spend on hanging out one evening uh, when I want to relax and wind down and just having to, 
you know, having a conversation with him was like climbing a, a rain slick mountain face. You know, yeah. I just could not get a, a foothold. And every time, every time it looked like maybe we'd connect on something, it just, it, it was like sand in my fingers. I know I'm using yeah. a lot of metaphors here, but it, I just... Well, let me ask you, the last time he contacted you, did you contact him back? I did, because he, it was Labor Day weekend, and he, it was like Saturday, and he texted me and said, hey, you know, you got any plans for the next couple of days? I think the next time you should just not respond, because certainly you could, air quotes, miss... A text, a, yeah. A, a mess, yeah. And I think you should not respond. You ha- you, you're going to have to be proactive in ending it. Okay. Because okay. he's not going to. That's good advice. All right, that's my advice. Maybe the readers... Readers... Oh my God! Listeners have other uh, ideas. But then, that are the, not oh mean. yeah, I wonder if the listeners have any ideas, right? That are not mean, because uh, you know he's That's not a not bad guy. Style. He's just what am I going to say when I see him at the next school clam bake? Then I wonder. Mm. Oh, how about something like this? Don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> I don't want to leave him thinking oh. for a while. Maybe I can tell him, hey, I got a new iPhone, and the the. Uh, Messages didn't transfer over, so I must have missed it. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh, wasn't this? All right, let Go me set ahead. it up. Let me set it up. <laughs> Today, today's pop mom review is Apple. If it's September, that means it's time for new iPhones. Apple this week invited the public to its annual celebration where it projects iPhone features on a giant screen and then has a series of charmless Silicon Valley executives read those features aloud with breaks for applause. This year's iPhone birthing ceremony produced a trio of new models, the iPhone XS, iPhone XS Max, and iPhone XR. Didn't see that one coming. All three phones boast large screens and powerful machine learning that promise to make these devices more addictive than ever. Here's a clip from the keynote. I think you should just play a vacuum cleaner running in there. <laughs> it's incredible. We are so excited to introduce you to the iPhone XR. And we hope it reaches even more customers with this amazing, incredible technology. It's made from 7000 series aerospace grade aluminum and has more durable glass. It is absolutely stunning. It comes incredible new finishes. White, black, blue, coral, yellow. The new iPhones will be available later this month with prices ranging from a lot of money up to a whole lot more than that. Mom, which model of telephone will you be purchasing? I won't be purchasing any, and I... Oh, you know, I I thought they were going to grab me at the end with the colored ones. Uh, me too. I was, and I think I told you we were messaging a little bit during the live stream because um, I kind of asked Mom. Live? It was <laughs> well. <laughs> It was live in the barest sense possible. I really wanted you to see these colorful ones because you and I both love a range of colors. It seems like to yeah. run in our family. It seems like at some point everybody's collected Adidas, a disease I still suffer from because we need to have all the different colors. Right. And I thought this would be right up your alley. I didn't know that the intro of the colorful iPhones would be preceded by an hour and a half of agony. Well, now, Johnny, I thought this was pretty amazing and very, very <laughs> clever of the Apple team. This, yes. this, was, this was all done using robots, wasn't it? 
They were so almost so lifelike. It was it was really really amazing to me. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that would have made it amazing. Um, yeah. Now, look, I've, as you well know, Mom, I've been an Apple fan all my life. Um, I know, and have grown more cynical about them in recent years, perhaps. Um, but I've been to a number of Apple keynotes in person. Yeah. Back yeah. in the Steve Jobs days, and Steve Jobs was a flawed human being, a complex human being. I'll say all that up top, but uh, he, I really found him inspiring. And I loved a Steve Jobs keynote because he may have been a visionary and a genius and a tech executive and all that, but he his humanity came across on mm-hmm. the um, in any context really, and his passion came across, and he w- seemed like a fully fledged human being. And these Apple keynotes have gotten farther and farther away from that. Um, so tell tell me. I know who most of these people are, but tell me your impressions of the people who you saw on on stage. Because I assume you didn't really know these people, right? I did. I had no idea who any of them were. Okay. I will tell you, the men all dress like they are. There's a somewhat of an attempt to put on a collared shirt and a pair of jeans. And wow, thank you, thank you for that uniform. <laughs> It couldn't have been more boring. Yeah. The women looked rather nice. Yeah. I know these these are all shallow things, but my God, you're asking me to fork over a thousand dollars for your stunning. And let me just digress here. Could somebody please send these people a thesaurus? <laughs> if they said yeah. stunning one more time, and everybody had been had known at the beginning we could have all been drunk by the end. <laughs> That's right. Because well, every one of these things was stunning. And incredible. And incredible. Really, get over yourself. <laughs> so I got a little irritated right right off. I came in probably a few minutes late to the um, mm-hmm. Save Your Life watch. Right, yes. It was uh, the phrase of the day for the watch. I forgot to mention the watch in the intro, but there was also a new Apple Watch today. And the phrase of the day was um, an intelligent guardian for your health, which is just about the creepiest phrase they could have chosen to drive into the ground. Well, it was. And I can just see neurotic people just wearing that feature out. You know, and the rest of us are just saying, I just need to burp. You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, well, talk about, just, <laughs> give a little context for that remark. So what feature are you talking about of the new watch? Uh, that, it sh- that it can show atrial fib- fibrillation. Is that the right word? Fibrillation. It, mm-hmm. You can take an e- ECG with, with right. your watch. With your watch now, yes. Uh, so that you can be aware that you're having a stroke or heart failure. I mean, it's just the cheeriest. It, it could be a regular heartbeat <laughs> alert. Oh, just wonderful, just wonderful. And I can see people that can't quite get the feature to work correctly, everybody running to the hospital. I don't know. This just seems yeah, like... Yeah, this, it seems like the feature for hypochondriacs, right? It does. All this health and, stuff. And how about a lawsuit? Hey, I had my watch on and I had a stroke and it didn't tell me. I don't know. I just think this is a dangerous area to be... <laughs> I'm sure they've had their lawyers look at it, Mom. Well, I'm just saying, if something can go wrong, it'll go wrong. And I don't know if you just want to take that on. I think it's too much. I think it's too much to ask of your 
watch. It's a lot to invest in the watch. Yeah. Although, you know, I have also, Mom, I have to say I've read stories um, from people in the tech tech journalism community, and they've Mm -hmm. um, published stories about how the watch potentially saved their life by noticing an irregular heart rate or an elevated heart rate and alerting them. Um, I saw a story just the other day about um, someone who was immediately ushered into surgery after coming in with an Apple Watch alert. So I, you know, it it's, to me, it's a complex thing. I find it a little creepy and the hypochondriac aspect is there, but also like, boy, if it saves your life, I bet you don't mind the feature at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But it was well, right, rather dour, as 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 you was. say, right? It was, and I have to say that the presenters were less than inspiring. Yes. You can't just keep throwing out the same adjectives. Mostly, I remember <laughs> stunning. Right. You can't just keep throwing that out and and think that I'm like a hungry dog, snapping up every bone that you throw out here. I'm bored. Yeah, it was boring, wasn't it? And it's because they don't have that much to say. Well, I know. Then don't, then don't, then let's have some writers that write some clever stuff. You know, uh, you know, colors. I was excited to see if there was going to be colors. Nothing. Rose gold, long gone. Uh, I will have this, this telephone that I have for forever because you can't get a rose gold one. Or, or you want to, you know, I don't need a, a Hermes strap. Right. I could care less. Give me a Hello Kitty one. Why don't you do something fun? You know, I, do I really care that it's arsenic, mercury, BFR, I don't know what that is, PVC, free, arsenic? For Christ's sake, what are you dipping my phone in, in radium? I mean, I don't know. I just expect that it's arsenic free. I'm not really thinking about it, that you dipped my, my phone in mercury. I hope not. <laughs> so here we get to the... I, by the way, I should, I should say for our own legal reasons, that to our knowledge, Apple has never dipped the phone in mercury. No, but they have dipped it in orange juice now. <laughs> That is is true. They claimed they claimed to have dunked it in orange juice. Yeah. And even beer, they said. Even beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like we got to the true rub in that rant there, Mom, which is that they didn't they don't have the color you want. Well, they don't. That seems to be the root of your issue (laughs) with the the big reveal. Well, it is. I mean, when I heard Hermes, I thought, oh, how. And you know what? In the end. Who cares? Because everybody puts a case on their phone anyway. So, you know, I have the little prints on mine. And well, so what do you care like, whether they have rose gold or not? Well, because I can still see the edges. <laughs> I can see the edges on this one, you know, unlike the new phones that where they're all screens. So they're bigger screens, but they're smaller phones. And, you know, these people need some writers that can write something that makes sense and makes and is interesting. And I'm going to tell you what else pissed me off, okay? They showed one of the pictures. Isn't this beautiful? Look at the skin tone, blah, 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 blah. And do you know where this picture was? This was on the cover of Time magazine. And it was taken with an Apple camera. And I think that doesn't even make sense because when they, they can do anything to that picture. Yeah, 
retouching, you mean, and, and other enhancement. Right. And, you know, and then when they were talking one time about the games, the, the guy says, and, you know, the better immersive killer games. And I think, does he mean games that are really good because they're killer or killer games where you're the you're the killer? I know there's a word for that. I forget. Um, he meant the former. But, yeah, it was um, the game demos always disappoint me as someone who has a passion for video games as an art mm. form. I said this on Twitter, but it it is like clockwork, Mom. Whenever I start to hear about how this new phone or this new gadget, this new console is going to unlock amazing potential in games, you can set your watch to it. A few minutes down the line, you're going to be watching some guy cast magic and swing a sword in the same in the Ghosts and Goblins game you've seen a thousand times. Yeah, but will the light glint off your sword? Woo! <laughs> Well, Mom, you just got a taste of the life I lived for quite a while, going to all these video game demos and trade shows. Yeah, it's Ugh. just like, well, now with this new phone, the light can glint off your sword. That was that was an actual highlight of this tedious game demo. But tedious was redundant for, for today. It was, uh, I'm really sorry. About an hour in, I felt so bad for making you watch it oh, for the no. podcast. no. Uh, let's just say this. It was less than stunning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. You know, but, but these but are... Like, Go ahead. You know, let's don't, let's don't discount, though, the famous celebrity of Steve Nash coming on in his, in his sneakers with no socks. That was classy. I mean, you know, I realize you're trying to say this is a little casual, but... Uh, then don't ask me to be spending a thousand dollars on a new phone, which really leads me. And I know you have things you want to say, but let me just say this because this is one of the last things I have. Yeah. All this recycling, they're recycling, mm -hmm. they're recycling parts so that we don't have to dig into the earth and blah, 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 which seems very disingenuous to me because at the same time, they're wanting us to buy a new phone. Well, you know what? Just keep your phone for another year. And how about those resources being saved? That thought did occur to me, yes, uh, because we are in this cycle of upgrading these things every year. Um, and I'm not one of those people who goes out and gets a new one every year. But I should say, I do still like Apple stuff. I have a Mac. I have a watch. I have an iPad. I have an iPhone. I mean, I'm neck deep in this stuff um, yeah, as much too. as I may, may criticize it. But, you know, you've said a couple times they should get better writers. And I just think when all you have to say is the camera is better and we have a slightly broader range of screen sizes now, it's hard to fill two hours. And you yeah. you saw that. There were no real ideas today except for the Apple Watch fall sensor, which can tell when you fall. And I just right. thought, hey, if someone's wearing that when they're spinning the prices Right wheel... <laughs> It could alert, someone will someone, it could alert you to when there's a great <laughs> Price is Right moment. <laughs> Why do you think they can't dress up a little bit, though? That's all very calculated. Um, it's, to, it's to make them... Did you notice how... So Tim Cook, who is the CEO of Apple, began and ended the presentation and sort of yeah. came out between the major sections of it. Right. And he he says, I'd like to invite Jeff up. 
or now here's Phil yeah, yeah. to talk. He doesn't yeah. say, here's Phil Schiller, who's in charge of marketing for Apple. He says, right. here's Phil, because they're all supposed to seem like, hey, you're regular guys. But the, the, the attire is all very calculated to convey a particular image of casual lifestyle. Just the iPhone fits into your life. You know, they emphasize how personal it is, how personal both of these devices are, the iPhone and the watch. So it's all supposed to be extremely approachable. I agree with you. It feels bland, and um, especially Phil Schiller in his dumpy dad jeans and terrible oh, Oxford oh, shirt. Oh my god, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I real that. I'm so glad you said that. Dumpy dad jeans. I couldn't think of something stupid enough to say about their pants, their jeans. <laughs> I did. They just look like. Are you kidding me? You know, you yeah. should be selling popcorn at the at the state <laughs> fair, buddy. And I, you know, I feel like it's a little shallow and rude to say. You know, like I, hey, I do my basement breakdown videos on YouTube, and I'm in a t-shirt with pit stains and my ugly shorts. All right, but. I'm in my basement. I'm not asking you to invest in a, a $1,000 phone, as you've said. Exactly. I do think it's fair to expect some degree of style. Um, yeah. The, but it does just come off as lack of effort and almost like lack of respect for the viewing audience. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you, and you, on that same note, you're telling me, here's the Hermes double wrap watch yeah. band. You look like you don't even know Timex. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> it just... Uh. Anyway, on the whole, I thought they did a, a, a poor job of uh, inciting anyone to run out and get a new phone, which, which I'm sort of happy about. All right, Mom, so uh, what is your grade for the September 2018 Apple keynote? Mm. Well, and you know I love, I love my Apple product. I think they're, they're a very fine product, but I'm going to give this a big, fat F, a big, fat, red <laughs> F. A fat F. Oh, okay. Red. I don't know if we've ever known the color of the F before, but this is a fat, red today. F for the Apple keynote. Well, I'm sorry you had to suffer through it. I really did feel bad as it was marching on and on. But, you know, these these are cultural events. You know, they have, since Steve Jobs turned them into a thing, every one of these major um, major tech companies has these lavish keynotes. Apple still does it the best, which gives you an idea of how the other ones go. Oh, um, my God. How do people survive the other ones? Uh, they're, they're brutal. But it's weird how these product announcements have become a real thing. Hmm. But maybe they won't anymore if they all go this way. Oh, you know, Pete. You know you would go if it was right in town. You know you would go. Oh, of course I would. Of course I would. So there's no hope for that. So that's why we have to be stern with them right here. <laughs> you're you're drawing a line in the sand. I understand. Very good. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, by the way, I would like a new Apple Watch for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you just dissed what I wanted for my birthday, so... <laughs> Um, that happened offline, if people, in case people were wondering. That's right. Yeah. Would you like to know what my recommendation is for? Yes, I was just to... about to ask. Oh, all right. But see, I took the reins there. Uh, yes, you did. And can, here you go. Here, take the show. Run with it. What is your recommendation? There it is. I'm going to recommend if you're a reader, and if you're not, eh, you don't really care. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just finished reading the Nakano 
thrift shop. Is that how you say that word? Nakano. Nakano. But yeah. It's, it's the man's name. And it's a story. It's a Japanese story, um, just like the book that we read last week. <laughs> that I read last week and Johnny read last week. I don't That's know right. what the hell you read last week. But it's about, it revolves around this thrift shop. And it's owned by a man. And he has two employees. And it goes into his relationship with his sister and and different things. And I think... I think if you if you're interested in the Japanese culture, this is another look at it, different than the um, convenience store woman who who we was thought to be a little bit odd. These are just uh, regular people, but they still are not like American people. And I, for some reason, am finding that very interesting. Mm. That they are they are they don't handle things directly. They but they do handle things, just not directly. And, and I find that intriguing. There was, a, there was quite a few words in here that I did not understand. They did not interpret them, and perhaps there's not a good interpretation for some of these, but I was left to make up my own meaning. What were some of the words? Um, yakazu, yak, yakuza. Yakuza? Okay, that's um, that's like the Japanese mafia, basically. And then later on it talked about the shortening of his finger, finger or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but see, I, I have no idea, and now that you've said what that is, it would, make, it would be more helpful if there had been... You know, here's one. I added two cans of Chua, C-H-U-H-A-I. Don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Chuhai. It's like a sweet alcoholic cocktail drink oh okay but see i don't know i don't know what those are so i don't really know what i'm reading well you could punch them into google right i'm up in bed i'm not coming downstairs to get on my computer Mm -hmm. well you could look it up on your phone on your new iphone (laughs) (laughs) listen as soon as they make a bright pink hello kitty one i'm in line i'm all over it you know, they had coral. Coral not good enough for you? No, coral is like, I'm sorry, but coral is like an old lady color. I don't want that. Oh, wow. You know, I have a coral coffee cup that I uh, refill at the, <laughs> at the coffee not. shop. Yeah, I do. Anna um, gave it to me. She's going to cry when she hears this podcast. She won't cry. Johnny, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> okay. I'm so, sorry. Back to the Nakano thrift shop. So I, I think if you're interested in the culture, though, this is another good one to have a look at. Now, Mom, I have to ask you, and if you don't want to talk about this on the air, that's fine. But this is now three weeks in a row that we've done uh, some sort of Japanese fair as part of the podcast. Two of them uh, prompted by your own interests. But you, you did have the chance to experience Japanese culture yourself. And... <laughs> And you, um, I didn't do well. Well, you, you pulled two, what was it, like three days into a two week trip, you uh, pulled the escape hatch and uh, took a rocket right back to America. I did. All right, let me just tell you it smelled funny, the food looked weird, the everything was foreign. Everything, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I know, but I I just couldn't. There was no, there was I couldn't g- grab hold to anything. 
it just felt so weird. And then, and then really the, the guy that ruined it really was that guy that came up and asked, if we were Americans and made that stabbing motion with his. Yeah, that was unfortunate there. A, a disturbed uh, man approached you and uh, Merrick, my brother, who was also on the trip. Yeah, you were already experiencing culture shock, which is what you're describing. Oh, see, maybe if I had the word for it, I would have been better. But you're right. Yes, it was absolute culture shock. You know, that was pretty tough for me, Mom, because I spent a lot of time planning that trip, and I was really looking forward to it, having lived there, and I was excited to show you the world that I had discovered. Um, But I do, in retrospect, wish that I had um, prepared you more for culture shock, because even though, I'll say this, even though Japan, as we discussed on the Terrace House episode, you know, the cities look like Western cities, and it's a it's a Westernized um, Asian culture to a large degree. But yeah, um, a it is still foreign, and b the scenery and the landscape is filled with things that you think you should know what they mean because yeah. so much has been borrowed from English and from American culture, but it's recombined in ways to suit the needs of the Japanese market and culture. So it's, you see these words on like the name of a candy bar and they just don't make sense because they're being combined in just a weird way. Right. And it makes you sort of feel like you've had a stroke or something. I mean, it's, you just cannot grab it. You can't, you can't grab it. It was very, I wasn't prepared for that, you know? Yeah. So we got mom on the first plane out of there after she said, I've had it. And that was too bad. But I know that was my fault because I, I, I wasn't, I guess I was naive in that I thought that I had listened to your stories and maybe some of Anna's stories and that I knew what to expect, but I didn't. Well, I think we'd do it. We'd uh, set the psychological parameters of it a little differently if we, if we, yeah. tried it again. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think, you know, reading these novels just shows me that this is not like a uber America. It's still Japan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it is, um, it is its own distinct world for sure. Exactly. Well, and we'll, I just wasn't ready for that. We'll try again someday. Okay. I think you All could right. handle it, don't you? I do. I definitely do. Yeah. Now that I know, if we did it right, yeah, um, you've. I have gained some perspective on it over the years, and my, you know, because it's pretty angry at the time. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. you know, I understand it better now, and I am no longer angry about it, and I have in fact learned from it. Thank I God. learned the. <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty deranged. Um, <laughs> but I gained the insight of thinking about how um, unmooring it is to see your the symbols of your language remixed in this way and Mm. mixed with a language that's totally undecipherable right because it's all these different symbols um if you don't know it it's a strange mix to encounter um and i also i understand also how startling that moment with the strange you know the agitated stranger was having had more of those occasional um, disquieting experiences as as an adult. You know, nothing Mm. terrible, nothing PTSD, but just like encounters that are unsettling. And I do think that the combination of the culture shock that you experienced in the first few days with that, you know, nobody got hurt, but that like uh, psychological trauma, it was a lot. 
Right, and and that's what I understand now because I was very confused at the time as to what was going on. I didn't really even understand it myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. That should not deter anyone from exploring Japan. No, I don't think anyone will be deterred. But、uh, steal yourself for the gauntlet of weird dudes <laughs> who come up to you on the street and make it was like a bayonet motion, right? Yes, yes. And and that was just about it for me because I didn't know what he was saying. I couldn't respond to him.、Yeah, I didn't know,、yeah. you know. And then Merrick said something nasty, and it just it was just a fever dreamish for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the recommendation is、um, not to be accosted、um, by a stranger in Japan is making stabbing motions at you, but、uh, to read the Nakano Thrift Shop by Hiromi Kawakami. It sounds like a winner. I'll check it out, Mom, because, like I said at the top of the podcast, boy, that convenience store woman—I love that book. Yeah, this will be a little different, but I think you might like it. Give it a try, and and then let me know. Okay, I will. Okay, that does it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom?、Mm, something interesting. Something interesting. I think that'll work.、Uh, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or whatever forum you have to disseminate your love of podcasts, in particular this one. And if you don't enjoy the show, keep it a secret until you die. <laughs> We love you, Mom, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Love you. Bye.